We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com B-E. That's IXL.com B-E. E. Welcome to Resilient Schools. I am so excited to have Maria Barrera here. She is the founder of Clayful, which is a company on a mission to help address the mental health crisis. Through life-changing and life-saving coaching, kids build the skills and resilience to tackle anything that comes their way. Throughout her career in education, technology, and human resources, she has always focused on solving big problems and complex systems. Now she's tackling the biggest problem of all, the mental health crisis. Maria's dedication to helping others is rooted in her own experiences. She ran her first coaching session when she was just 15 and has always found joy in coaching others through everyday life stressors and challenges. Her passion for education led her to start a tutoring company while getting her engineering degrees at Stanford University and to working with thousands of districts as a member of the founding team at Nearpod. With Clayful, Maria is bringing together education, technology, and healthcare in a way that is helping kids improve their mental wellness regardless of socioeconomic status. Uh, As a reminder, you may look back at my interview uh, with the founder of treatmyocd.com for a similar type of approach to what we're going to talk about today. But Maria, welcome to Resilient School. So glad to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really glad to be here. Uh, we have a great conversation coming. What do you think is the, your biggest takeaway from our conversation today? It's how schools can come together to really help kids help address the mental health crisis and the impact that solutions delivered through schools can have. Um, so I'm really excited for you all to hear more about that and how we're working with districts all across the country to do that. Yeah, very good. I think my big takeaway is is the perspective and understanding of how what you're doing is focused on the future and on moving forward, not on uh, rehashing or living through whatever past challenges or current challenges people are facing. And I think there's a lot of power in that. And we could do probably a whole entire episode just on that one particular aspect. Um, because when I started looking at things like that, it really changed my life in a positive way. So 
Um, excited to chat with you today and excited to hear your story and what you're creating for schools. And we will get to that interview in just a second. So Maria, let's start with who are you? Great question. That's a great place to start. Uh, so I'm Maria. I'm the founder and CEO of Clayful. We provide what one kid said, mentioned or one kid called life changing and life saving preventative coaching to kids. Uh, and we partner with schools to be able to reach every single student. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about all of that stuff. But first, I want to talk about the approach that you're taking. Why are you working with schools and not with families? It's a great question. Uh, we definitely see families as a big part of the work that we do and recognize that schools are a place where every student can be reached um, in, you know, of the bulk of their life, right? We can, by partnering with schools, we're able to reach more kids faster uh, versus, you know, spending a ton on Instagram or Facebook ads <laughs> to reach families. So we really see it as both like a distribution partner and as well as a financial partner, right? There's a lot of families out there that want and need more mental health support or just life coaching, right? Like helping kids like stop procrastinating or like not get stressed out about a test. And it's hard to access that in today's world. So schools both help us reach the student by distributing it while also take picking up the, the cost so families don't have to. Yeah. And so uh, talk to me about the difference between coaching and uh, therapy. What What is the difference that you see and why, why focus on coaching? Yeah, great, great, great question. We get this one a lot. So all of coaching is based on some form of therapy. Think about like cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, there's ACT, CBT, DBT. There's a lot of T's, right? But the core of it is that we are always focused on moving the student forward, right? So think of it, they come in with a child, they're, they're stressed out about a test. We're not focused on, hey, why are you stressed out about a test? And is there something in your past that has made you stress out about big events? But rather it's, okay, you're feeling this way now. What are strategies that we can use to move you forward uh, instead of sort of unpacking and and you know, breaking down what has possibly happened in the past. So that's a big part of it. And the second piece is we don't treat or diagnose mental health disorders. So typically in therapy, you're looking at much more severe or um, higher needs patients who need, who need a more consistent and like therapeutic approach versus coaching can be more focused on like the thing that is sort of challenging in that moment. And I think this is a really powerful distinction because um, because if you need uh, intensive mental health support, you really should go to a therapist. And not all kids need that, but everybody does benefit from some sort of coaching in the moment when your your gremlins or as a, as Joey Massio calls it, when you're in your sidekick brain. And you need to mm -hmm. your hero brain. He he talks about going from being a sidekick to being a hero and how important 
that is and that if you are thinking as a hero you act and talk and behave a certain way and when you're thinking as a sidekick you act talk and behave a certain way and you want to be everybody wants to be the hero and everybody really is the hero of their own story Mm -hmm. and so we should empower kids to be able to do that i love that framing so much it resonates a ton so one of the pieces of sort of inspiration that inspired a lot of the work we do at Clayful was the documentary on Nickelodeon. And it's on Hulu, it's called The Orange Years. And what I loved so much about it is that it's all about respecting kids for where they are and not talking down to them and just believing that what they're feeling is what they're feeling and that they have the power in them to own their lives. And like, that's very much how our coaching is anchored. So I really love that framing a lot because you're right. Like we are each, we are the main character in our story and owning that and stepping into that power can be really, really, really powerful, especially when there's things in your life that aren't so great. Yeah. So uh, one of the other things uh, that I think a lot about as it relates to this is that uh, a lot of our mental health supports are defined by what Freud and Jung and their research, what that is built on. But there was a contemporary of them, Alfred Adler, who had a different approach, who was very much forward focused, like you're talking about. And if uh, if you're listening to this and you haven't read the book called The Courage to Be Disliked, it's a great introduction to what Adlerian psychology is really about. And Maria, I can't help but think, and I'm not going to ask you this question right now, but in the future, when we talk, I would love to talk to you because I think we're going to talk again in the future. I would love to talk to you about what our world would be like if we had our mental health um, beliefs founded on a forward thinking rather than a backward looking uh, type of approach. And and that's why I think what you're doing is so powerful. So let's let's take it back just a little bit and talk about what is the bigger problem that you're trying to solve? Because we've already established that you're not trying to diagnose or treat mental health disorders. So what is the problem that you're actually trying to solve with Clayful? It is the mental health crisis. <laughs> so while we're not aiming, we're, we're not trying to do those things, we are, we're essentially trying to help kids build the skills, the resilience, the boundaries they need to be healthier kids, right? To to not get to a breaking point, right? What the big aha moment I had as I started to dive into this work, I I saw an article in the New York Times about the rising suicide rates in eight-year-olds. And that broke my heart and simultaneously sort of powered me into action. And with seeing that and like, how, how is it that we've gotten to this point, right? And that kids as young as eight are experiencing these very deep, dark feelings. And how do we help kids not get to that space ever, right? What are the ways in which we can provide support when they're stressed about a test, when their friend didn't tag them on Instagram, when their mom is telling them they can't wear a tank top, right? Like what, when are those times where we can work through the things that frustrate them and so that they don't get to a breaking point down the road, right? Like that I think is 
at the core of what's broken in this like healthcare system to begin with is that we only treat what's broken. And that, that's the place where I see a school the schools being a huge partner, right? Because we can reach kids before they get to that point and help them never get to that point. So it's really about tackling the mental health crisis from both ends, right? It's providing the care the kids need now. And we have very robust escalation uh, strategies so we can help kids get additional support if and when they need it, while at the same time, helping them get, get those strategies early on so that they become their own coach, right? And they can be, step into that, that hero. So it's about doing that like parallel, taking that parallel approach to help address the crisis. Yeah. And so you're not, you're not looking at providing the intensive uh, support that kids need when they go to a therapist. You're looking at providing the day-to-day regular challenges that they face and how, how you can help them. Um, The, the mental health crisis is very real, but when we think about that, we often think, oh, we need more therapists. We need more you know, master's level trained people to to be in our schools and provide the support. And what I learned as a principal working with these kids every day was that we didn't really need that much. We mostly just needed uh, to use Joey's term, get them from their sidekick brain into their hero brain or um, in in the words of uh, of Shirzad, who wrote uh, Positive Intelligence, we need to help them uh, defeat their saboteurs and listen to their sage. And those types of approaches are are quite simple when it comes down to it. And and you don't need, you know, you talked a little bit about the, the healthcare profession and how that system is designed to be going through insurance. And some families have a hard time getting insurance. Some, they, it's an additional expense that even if they have it, it's still, challenging. And I've, I've had my own kids who have gone through um, professional uh, support like that. And it's a burden on the family uh, to deal with that. Even when I know how important it is, it still adds an additional level of stress that we then have to think about. Um, So, so there are a lot of issues that, that come from that. Want to know one of my biggest frustrations with ed tech having too many tools and not enough time to use them right. They require too much training and it takes too much effort to implement it effectively. That's why it makes such a difference that IXL can do the job of dozens of individual tools. So I have everything I need for instruction and assessment in one place. IXL is research proven to accelerate achievement. Studies across 45 states show that IXL schools outperform non-IXL schools on state assessments and independent research from Johns Hopkins University verifies that IXL meets ESSA Tier 1 standards. With those results combined with IXL's teacher-friendly reputation, what more could you ask for? I'm sure you want to increase achievement for all students. Find out how IXL can help. Visit IXL.com slash BE for a demo. That's IXL.com slash BE. What are the issues, and you mentioned some, but what are the issues that you're trying to address in the K-12 arena specifically? Yeah, the big aha moment, went, so I started to look into mental health for kids, and then I really wanted to work with families without disposable income, right? So 
either because or or just where adding this getting additional mental health care would be a an additional stress creator not <laughs> detractor right so with that in mind that's where I saw okay schools could be a huge lever for this but why why do they care right this was a question I was asking myself two years a year and a half ago and what I eventually what I realized in talking to administrators and teachers is that the mental health challenges that kids were experiencing were making their way into the classroom. And that was then sort of kicking off a whole domino effect of other outcomes that are counter to what districts and schools want, right? So things like increased behavioral issues, decreased attendance, um, decreased teacher retention, right? Teachers are frustrated when they don't know how to support kids in their classroom um, or they're because students are coming in not knowing how to self-regulate, not knowing how to how to manage peer conflict. Um, and, you know, when you're managing a class of 30 kids, like it can get <laughs> pretty intense, right? So, and then you start looking at, okay, academic performance. And if, if kids are experiencing debilitating anxiety, how can you, how, how can you pay attention and like learn about the unit circle if you're not mentally there, right? Like it's it just, you start to see how having a sort of foundation of wellness will not just improve the quality of life for teachers and students, but it will make it so that districts are able to sort of better perform in the ways that they're measured, right? Whether that's academic performance, attendance rates, et cetera. So it's it's become this really beautiful alignment in a way, right? Where, you know, we set out to help kids and to get someone else to pay for it, right? <laughs> and and it turns out that there's a reason why schools want to pay for this because it affects all these other things that they care about. So that has been, you know, a beautiful process and determining okay what are those things and how do we both like help schools measure those things and see the impact and help schools connect those dots um because when you're you know struggling with teacher retention issues and you see you're literally going into the classroom yourself because you don't have subs and you don't have teachers to to fill the classrooms like your your mind is in a different space right think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs you're trying to survive yeah so that that has been a fun process to just like collaborate with educators on and and, and a continuous process right we continue to learn every day about like oh how, what is your problem today and how can we help you address that in a way that we're true partners um day in and day out yeah i i think that is so important one of the challenges is that uh schools don't know how to bring additional people in and how to um, get them to work with kids specifically. One of the big issues is privacy and uh, student anonymity and things like that. How do you guys tackle that so that you're you're being supportive and not an additional person to train? Yeah, we one well, we train our coaches ourselves, right? So we come in sort of fully stocked to to help be a partner. Um, we also insert ourselves into the system of care, right? So typically, if a school has sort of gone through the MTSS and employed the MTSS model, they'll have 
counselors, they'll have sometimes school psychologists that most of the time spend a lot of their time on the special ed front, but may also support higher acuity needs. And also have community partners for more like intense, whether it's inpatient or outpatient therapy services, right? But where they don't have a ton of support is on the tier one and even tier two. So we, we try to understand, okay, what are the systems you already have in place and how do we fit within that? So when we have an escalation and there's, you know, the worst of all, all a homicidal ideation case, how can we call the people that you would call, let you know that something's happening, give you a call so you can put the school on lockdown and sort of act quickly within that, within the system that you already have in place while also taking away some of the burden of dealing with the systems because we're doing it for you, right? So that's a big part of it. And it's like us in, with, during our onboarding, we do that work of understanding, okay, well, who are the people that you typically message and who, what are the ways, what are your protocols so we can sort of slide right in there. The other piece is look like 90% of our team came from the classroom, right? They've been teachers, they've been administrators. So they know what that's like. And we've designed our implementation and all of our resources, like our marketing resources, our family communication, all of these things to be in line with what a school needs and expects because we've been there, right? So that, that allows us to be a partner at another level um, that a lot of companies just can't because they don't know, they haven't been in the classroom or they haven't been in those shoes, right? Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting as I think about my time as a principal, so many of the ways that I dealt with what students needed was through coaching. And mm. I, I didn't realize how much of what I was doing was coaching until I started learning about what coaching practices look like and, and things like that. And it's really fascinating because when I wasn't ever trying to change any kids or get them to to believe what I believed or anything like that. But what I was trying to get them to do was to see that there was just a different way to look at this situation. And that was that was so much of it. And so you you talked about the you know tier one, tier two things and and what I saw was that if we could help someone at a tier one level think about a problem in a different way, then it mm -hmm. opened them up to all the other possibilities that could be out there. And what was so hard was that kids were so rigid in their thinking, thinking that because this person did not talk to me during lunch today, the only possible explanation is that they hate my guts and yep. I'm fighting. And in, in hundreds of conversations like that, I was able to help kids see that maybe there was a different reason and once mm -hmm. kids saw that there might be a different reason for that, they then had the power to see that there were a ton other different reasons that could be the reason why and that they didn't have mm -hmm. to know everything. And so being able to intercept these thoughts at an early stage, when you don't, that's when it leads to these bigger issues. And so yeah. what I'm what I'm hearing you say is is so powerful that it doesn't have to get to homicidal ideation. And I know that you're not saying that you'll prevent that specifically every time, but putting interventions in place early on 
when it's it's difficult for someone to go and talk to somebody about something is really powerful. So what are the mechanics of of how it actually works so that people can understand how kids are getting help without having an additional person in the building? The biggest need that we saw is exactly what you said. It's a kid coming in with a an extreme thought uh, and needing help in that moment to go through that mind shifting or you know changing their perspective the the question we ask often is like okay what are the facts and what are opinions and how do you might how what what are other stories you might tell yourself that is there aren't they must take my guts because they didn't say hello and we noticed that that needed to happen in the moment so you know if, if you've ever had a, a therapist you'll know okay well like I'm going to talk to them about that on Tuesday at 5 p.m and then all of a sudden Thursday you're like oh I really need to talk to them about something and you still have to wait till Tuesday at 5 p.m and we realized early on that that just wasn't going to work for kids right not only are they uh, not driven by a calendar like <laughs> some of us are but they need help in the moment right like they, their emotions are on such roller coasters that the thing that's bothering them a ton today is not necessarily what's going to be bothering them tomorrow or not that it might still be there, but it's now been pushed down because other things have happened, right? So having that support in the moment is key. So what we've done is designed a web app and a mobile app so kids can access it either on the school issued device or on their own device and they can connect with a coach within 60 seconds. So the goal is they can, you know, something happened at lunch, someone didn't say hello, they're upset, they can go on at lunch, which is during one of our peak times, and talk to us about it. And maybe their best friend isn't there at lunch with them today. So they need someone to connect with. Like, that's what we're there for. Or, you know, they're stressed out about a test that's coming up next. They can talk to us about it. So a lot of schools will use this during advisory as well. So another aspect of our, so we start with the coaching. We then take the data that comes from the coaching and are able to identify different patterns of behavior or needs from kids. And then we take that and turn that into content. So we now have multiple sort of entry points to reach a student. So we have schools take that content and do it during an advisory period. So last week's was all about letting go and what are ways in which you might be stuck on a particular situation how do you let go of that and work through it and that's all defined by the chats that came in that that previous week so it's all responsive to student needs and then at the end of that you can students can also connect with the coach so the goal is like we're reinforcing teaching new skills through that content and then giving them a space to have one-on-one -on -one conversations with a trusted human to talk through whatever comes up for them um, and it becomes, an, during those sessions, we're also leveraging the same strategies. And then we're sharing those with teachers. So then you have this whole community being taught the same things and using the same strategies. So now everyone's talking about stepping in, being your hero instead of your sidekick, right? And, and that means that everybody's aware of the same language and then implementing it in their own lives and helping others too. So it becomes then this whole like community of care. That's pretty powerful. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah. 
I think that that is incredibly powerful and a way to provide just-in-time support for students and then reinforce that support from a different from a different uh, uh, speaker, you know, from mm-hmm. even if the teacher's using your stuff, like having it be an advisory class. I think that that is that is really powerful. Um, uh, what is what is the name Clayful mean? Mm. It comes from the idea that we're all made of clay. And everything that happens to us shapes us in some way, shape, or form. But with the right tools, we can reshape it ourselves, right? So it goes back to like empowering us to get those tools. And of course, Clayful aims to be one of those tools and to provide you all the tools. I love that. That's beautiful. Um, where where can somebody learn more? They're listening to this thinking, yeah, I definitely need some support for my students. Where do they go? They can go to clayful.co slash what's the best way to put your um, we're going to create a link for your listener specifically so what should that be yeah for this one you can say resilient schools okay or slash resilient yeah resilient dash schools okay so i'll just start over uh they can go to clayful.co slash resilient dash schools and that way we'll know they came directly from this community and get some you know extra support <laughs> Okay. All right. Try that one. Put them on the VIP list, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Try that one more time, but do slash resilient schools. I think you got also no no dash. Yeah. Uh clayful.co slash resilient schools. Resilient schools. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So they can go to clayful.co slash resilient schools. That way we'll know they came from this community and give them the VIP treatment. (laughs) Excellent. Thank you so much. Maria, so good to have you on the on the show. Uh, I think uh, we should do a follow up and talk more about uh, Adler psych- Adlerian psychology and how that plays into it because I think there's some really powerful stuff there. So, thank you. Appreciate you being here. And a reminder: go to Clayful.co/slash/resilient-schools uh, to check out more about Clayful. Thanks so much, Maria. Thank you so much for having me. I'm gonna read that book and we'll talk soon. <laughs> There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE.